Hey, I'm Tucker, and this is Seamplay. On this episode, we're starting a new game, and that game is called Dialect. It's by Catherine Himes and Hawkins Sealiolu, and they are the two parts that make up Thorny Games. You can find their website at thornygames.com, where they made another great game called Sign. This episode is a bonus episode, as mentioned by the title, because dialect takes a little bit of setup. It's a game about language, and it's based around an isolation that we are going to create. And I haven't as tightly edited this. I'm in finals. My life is stress. So I'm going to leave this week a little less well done, and I won't have music. The music will be up for this segment next week. And that's about it. So I hope you enjoy this, and I'll see you on the other side. Hey, uh, I'm sure I already said this, but we are going to play Dialect. Dialect is a game by... Ah, shit. Uh, Dialect is a game by Catherine Himes, and holy shit, I can't pronounce that. Hakan... Hakan Sealigulu. Yeah, we're not great with languages, which is... <laughs> I don't know why we're playing this game. But anyway, I'm Tucker. I'm going to be the facilitator for this game, and I am the host of this podcast. Uh, does people want to introduce themselves around the circle? I'm Ryan. I'm Henry. And I'm Carol. <laughs> <laughs> and Henry, do you want to describe what we have in front of us right now? Sure. So I can see three concentric rings marked out with marbles in different colors kind of nested inside one another and some index cards in front of us as well as uh, a bunch of cards with words like voice story and legacy on them and i have no idea what they're for yet exciting and we'll get into that as we play and so dialect is a game about language and how it dies so the first thing we're going to do and we're going to do that right now is we're going to create an isolation and an isolation is a community that has isolated itself from the world which allows it to grow a unique language, it also means that the language can probably wither and can probably die. And so the first thing we need to do in creating an isolation is picking a backdrop. Uh, Henry, you, you wanna look at the backdrop that we picked as a group and I did not just bring here as sure. my own creative right? Sure, um, do you want me to start reading? Yeah, uh, and yeah, just go ahead for now. Cool, so what I have in front of me um, is titled The Compound. Uh, and there's a little text in italics. We've seen what's to become of the world, and we're not interested in being a part of it any longer. 200 strong in number, we decided to make 1982 the year that we found ourselves a new home. We built our compound at a breakneck pace. Until recently, we still had to venture to the outside world from time to time for necessary supplies. How we dreaded those departures and longed to be back among our own again. Mercifully, those days are now behind us, and for 20 years we have known true solitude, we have walls, we have barracks, and we produce enough food that we will never have to set foot in the outside world again. So the one word that I want you to erase from your mind in from the sheet is 1982. Okay. Just we've this is a community that has stepped away from the world and maybe that's the world that we live in as players. Uh, maybe it's an entirely different world, maybe it's the world we live in as players altered slightly. Because old history is fun. <laughs> All right, Ryan, you want to read about aspects for me? Sure. You'll now determine three major parts of the community to be in focus during play. These defining traits are called aspects and are generated using questions provided in the backdrop. Aspects are either a single word or a short phrase that represents something fundamental about the isolation. These will be the touchstones of your society and the initial seeds from which the language grows. 
Answer two aspect generation questions. As a group, resolve the aspect generation questions provided in the backdrop to create your first two aspects. Listen to each other and see what suggestion excites most in the moment. Once you've chosen an aspect, write it down on one of the index cards previously set out. Pick your free aspect. The third aspect is a free choice left up to the players. Together, you should pick something that you are interested in exploring. Write it on the last remaining index card. Yep, that's it. So, Carol, you want to go ahead and read the first question we have about the compound? <clears throat> the waylock, wayward flock. Sorry. <laughs> what about who we are made the compound a necessity? All right. And things about the aspect that we should keep in mind. We want to make them big. So we don't want it to be a really specific thing that is only important to a small subset of the community. We want it to be something broad and really large that is that just permeates the fabric of the community. Uh, that said, we also want to make them clear. So it shouldn't be some vague term like liberty or justice or other vague, wonderful USisms. And the last one is we want to make them bite. So we don't want things that aren't charged in any way. We don't, we don't want to talk about sandwiches. We want to talk about love and loss and that sort of thing. So that said, what about the outside world made this group of people specifically want to leave, want to sequester themselves away from everything and everyone? Can I ask a clarifying question? Absolutely. Is it? What about the outside world, or what about us as a community? Uh, what does the text say? It says, what about who we are made the compound a necessity? So what about who we are, rather than what about the outside world? So keep the focus inward. Okay, so this was just like random thought in my head, but... Good. Um, actually, it's partially influenced by the fact that a trailer came out for a book series i loved as a kid mortal engines it's great um but i'm getting like a strong like steampunky vibe from flock so maybe this is like a group of airship pilots who for some reason now are wayward i like that i don't know what exactly makes them wayward uh that that reminds me of firefly uh Mm -hmm. so which for that series it was they were on the losing side of a civil war I th- right, like, or they were the they were a, re- a revolution that lost, and so then they sort of hmm. it, it was a group of people who sort of have to kind of like wander around where they won't be found. And so, if it's a revolution that we lost, <coughs> what were we revolutionizing for? That's super not a verb. But hey, it's a game about language. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. Well, what do people need in <laughs> flying airship societies? <laughs> fuel? Yeah, maybe. Or maybe. Could be fuel. Maybe there's. Maybe this is like a class warfare thing where mm-hmm. there's sort of. There's this whole. Maybe getting fuel is hard and there's this sort of task involved with it that's really dangerous and so there's this whole class of people who spend their lives engaged in this like very technical very like skill specific thing or whatever process that gets the fuel for the rest of the society and they're like treated very poorly Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i feel that and so then they like rose up yeah 
but lost like, Fuck this and then they lost unfortunately because yeah. they only had their fuel getting airships and not the warships hmm. but then what would happen to the society they would just oh, train new point. people maybe it was only some of them Maybe he's only the ones brave enough to... Mm. Uh, well, I like... So, or, uh, here's an idea. Do uh, you have something, Ryan? I was just thinking, like, if there were enough of the, like, skilled pilots who joined with their cause, then those skill- skilled pilots could lead oh, a, like, an abandoned... Or a, what was the word? Uh, like, a wayward uh, warship of a lot of the, like, fuel, I guess, I'm thinking miners. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if there were enough sympathizers, then they could kind of be the leaders. Yeah, no, I I really like the idea of obviously these are very skilled people. Obviously, they worked hard, but they were also were part of the reason why the government could retain power if they were the ones flying these military vessels. So I think it'd be really cool if our compound is made up of those fighters who turned their back on the government to fight for mm-hmm. those small men and then lost. Oh, so just the fighters and not the mm, fuel seekers themselves. I don't know. Maybe they recruited some of them, like the brave ones, and now mm-hmm. they they have, like the the compound is actually, well, it says they have walls. Maybe they have. We can. Something. But it would be cool if it was just like, actually like this airborne flotilla that just kind of drifts and it's, there's a lot, I think, I don't know, it might be interesting if there's like not actually solid ground and it's kind of like these discreet yeah. mm-hmm. places. So what's an, an aspect that describes, well, specifically what Carol said before, what makes us different? I'm trying to think of the right word, but basically, like, the, maybe courage. Yeah. I mean, it does, so it doesn't have to be one word. It can be, like, it can be, like, a phrase. How about, all right, this, this is, this bites. We gave up everything for them, and they still burned. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Future novelist, Tucker Lemos. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> all right. Everybody good with that one? Yeah. yeah. Right, so you write it on this index card. And Carol, do you want to read the next question? Yes. More than walls, what special property about the compound keeps us secure? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've, I don't know. I like, like, I like your idea. That it's like a bunch of, it's not just a compound, it's a bunch of random ships that whatever they could find that flies and they sort of stay together and it keeps them safe because, you know, they can like scatter and fly away from threats so when they run out of fuel what happens well they have some of the fuel extractors with them so okay. they're all good the and they miners, just yeah yeah where's the fuel come from this is a great question <laughs> i think i think it should wait be way more complex than mining maybe it's like a certain type of tree or something yeah no i like that maybe it's yeah. less- well, especially if it's like a certain type of tree that is that only grows in certain areas of certain types of planets, mm-hmm. and that would be really hard for mm-hmm. like a rebel group to access in like an empire-controlled <laughs> solar system. So you or, said planets. Are there? I, well, are I, we yeah, like traveling between? Space. Or maybe I mean, it, or like islands. I mean, yeah, right. I guess it could be a single planet. Yeah. Or it could be like um, if we didn't want to restrict ourselves to Earth, mm-hmm. it could be like in what's that movie? 
Avatar, where it's like floating islands. Yeah. Whoa. Love it. Yeah, well, I was also thinking, I don't know if, uh, oh, it's, oh, what is the movie? Uh, Valyrian, where it's like, I was, like, your comment about the sort of, like, flotilla reminded me about, in Valyrian, it's like a huge planet-sized collection of ships connected that are composed of a lot of different alien races, which I guess that part doesn't, that part isn't as, isn't as relevant, but, but like, but yeah, so maybe that went nowhere, but, um, anyway, what was the connection you were drawing? I think like both to the flotilla and also, I guess just like that sort of like planet. I don't know. Okay. I mean, so maybe, maybe, um, the society they broke away from operates similarly, um, where it's also, it is like this one unit, but it's comprised of like giant airships or whatever that are still functionally separate pieces. And they're like, they've been docked for however many years, um, that also moves around. Um, and this group of people like broke away from that. Hmm. What forces people to move around in that case? Because it sounds like, to me, everybody's moving around oh, yeah. in this setting. So what happens to a society that stands still? Maybe storms. <laughs> yeah, the- I, I think it would be interesting uh, to have this like incredibly intense natural world that makes it like really hard to live on land in some way. But in order to get the fuel, you need to be on land. I like that. Cool. So back to the aspect. What was, sorry, can you repeat the aspect? (laughs) Yes. What special property about the compound keeps us secure? I think it's important to think about whether or not, or the extent to which our compound is like sharing environment with this past empire or ongoing empire that we formerly rebelled against. Yeah, maybe, I mean, maybe they're like, they're, because they're small, they can kind of constantly be on the run and they don't, they move more quickly. Or maybe, maybe they have, they have like one like, like ace pilot who broke away with one like mm-hmm. one of the like real warships and that's sort of threatening enough that i don't know maybe they have some weaponry aboard that that's um discourages anything but like a real attack and so that kind of dissuades huh. anything but like full-scale operation which is like not worth it on a small group of survivors yeah. or maybe there's just like in general they're all really skilled if that makes sense so it's just really, like, maybe it's not so hard to find them, but if you find them, they'll get away, or they'll yeah. fight you, or they're just such good pilots that it's hard to track yeah, them because they've been doing this for, what does it say, 20 years now, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, so I know the first aspect has the, like, but they still burned. So are there, like, fuel seekers in our compound? I mean, they would have, would, would yes. there have they would to need be? a couple, okay. yeah. All right. All right, I didn't know if they all died. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Because then another thing, I think, like, there's, like, we have the the fuel seekers who might think differently than the, like, all-pilot empire. Yeah. And that might help 
like escapes and mm-hmm. maneuvers. So turning that into a phrase or word. So it needs to something that captures like the fact that all these people can fly really well, right? Basically. I think it's most it's like skill and agility, right? Yeah. So we need like a catchphrase, punchy. punchy Maneuver. I feel like it has to like include arrogance of some like we have to do some if we're doing this we there has to be some element of Top Gun here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me think. Okay, the ones brave enough to risk it all to save it all, or is that not specific? That enough? feels really oh, close that's to true. this. You're right. I, so we want we want this to have like something new. Yeah. New. I was thinking something along the lines of like, you'll just never be good enough to catch us. <laughs> I kind of like that. That works. Yeah. But it doesn't need to be that. Does everybody feel good about that? I like it. I feel good about Let's that. Let's write it. Yeah. All right. And our last aspect is a free one. So, it can so be, we just like come up we with We just something. come up with something about this. And it could be the social structure on board. It could be something to do with like the ships we have. So, something that, again, is woven into the fabric of society because the whole game is going to revolve around pressing up against these different aspects. I think one thing I, one thing that sort of like crossed my mind through the last one is does the um like does the makeup of our war flotilla versus the versus everyone else make us more technologically advanced or less probably on the well so uh, this is obviously subject to everyone's opinion i would i was imagining maybe on the whole less right because we have just like I'm imagining mostly mining equipment and maybe transport stuff and then like one or two like gunships or something. So on the whole less. Yeah. That feels good to me. I mean, I think it would be interesting if there was some kind of like as much as you have, you have these like ace pilots who were the sort of like heads of the revolution trying to, help the people below but maybe there's something that is like different about them and the people they were trying to save that causes some kind of tension that's also what i was thinking i think there's definitely should be some sort of internal con conflict especially because it seems like in this community the former community that existed there was like a strong class divide between these two groups and you can only get rid of that so much. But then they are also so outnumbered. I think it could add to the kind of like complexity of, yeah. the, of, the, of the relationship. Mm-hmm. Should we talk maybe more about exactly what happened in the revolution? Is that important to discuss If we now? want to, do we think... We should if we think it's going to inform what we do here. We also always have the option to go back and think about that. So if we think it's gonna help with the specificity of getting to this aspect, we can certainly have that conversation. But if we think we can come up with this aspect without going back there, we can also do that. We can probably come up with it. 
Did you have something? Well, I'm just wondering, like, how many of the fuel seekers died, or did they all die? Was it some of the family members of the people that are now in our compound? Yeah, maybe there's just resentment. Even though they, like, were able to save some, there's resentment that they weren't able to save all of them. Yeah. I also like the idea of them, of the our compound not knowing how bad it mm-hmm. is back there. Like they oh, having saw that gotten sunk. away when yeah. they saw that the tide was going to turn. I like that. So then there would be, I feel like there would be some serious survivor's guilt just like pervading the mm-hmm. kind of culture. So maybe there's a split between like those who want to like go back and those who want to like recuperate and build up. Yeah. I like that. That, that's, that. that sounds very interesting. How would we want to encapsulate that? Was it worth it? <laughs> that's really good. Yeah. Do, how do people feel about that? All right. So while Henry's writing that, uh, we get to do a very fun thing, which is what is the name of our compound? <laughs> well, okay. So we're the wayward flock. I, I feel like it should be bird related. <laughs> I'm totally okay with that. What's, um, what, isn't there some name for a like place where there are a lot of birds? I'm describing this very badly, but like a roost. Maybe something like that, yeah. But like, um, like an aquarium, but for birds, mm. right? Isn't there something sort of? <laughs> Tucker, if anyone knows know, this, Tucker know this. knows this. Like, there's bird sanctuaries. Are you talking about a natural occurrence of this, or natural or man-made? I feel like aviary. Have, yeah, aviary. Yeah. yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is. could give it like somebody's name so like x's aviary or something like that i don't know who x is <laughs> or maybe um maybe it references maybe they had some like some flag or color that they rallied behind and it's like the right. color aviary oh, yeah. or they had right most revolutions have some sort of name of the group yeah. that's revolting yeah mm, that's fair Would it be, well, I don't know. Would it be bad to call it the wayward flock or is that like us? That's fine. Because I, I, I think I, that's I really what, like that. Th- that fits really well. <laughs> like, yeah, because they expected the compound. They obviously didn't expect the compound to be a steampunk. Yeah. Or, <laughs> I, I feel we like got, we could combine and call it the wayward aviary. See, my my problem with this is I'm getting, like an aviary is a very stationary thing. Yeah, yeah I like the idea of it like being mobile. Okay. That's true. Yeah. So it doesn't necessarily need to be flock. The flock's not bad. Mm-hmm. There's not another name for a group of birds than flock. Right? Murder for crows, <laughs> of course. Um, I think there. <sighs> Is there now, like- I really want there to be a name for the revolutionary group, though. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, I, I we should name be. it. Yeah, and we could have it be the blank flock. 
whatever the name of that. Do we think that this revolution was incited by a figure, by like a single person, mm-hmm. or was it more of a mass movement that just sort of built upon itself and sort of like one and like a lot of revolutions start because like one person made a move? I was kind of thinking of it as almost like so there was like building, building tension, and then there was some egregious um, action taken by the government that sort of um, martyrized is not a word, but like some person was just extremely unjustly treated and sort of became a martyr for the group. And so mm-hmm. it's like their revolution because they kind of were the spark for it. I like that. Yeah. All right. So what's just that? need a name. Yeah. So what's this person's name? Should we need <laughs> these names? Are there any yeah, good ones on there, there? There are names on there. You're you want me to read them? Yeah, Please go for do. it. <laughs> Ida, Alexi, Florida, Clover, Esther, Tamir, Thoreau, Virgil, Spriggett, Jode, Song, Lars, and Uriah. Uriah Flint. But nobody's gonna get that here. Nope. But that was a character in the Lady Black. What about game. Song? Yeah, I was thinking I kinda like Song Spock. And, and like, really good. like a canary is like a yeah. mining bird. Maybe that's what they called themselves. The canaries. canaries. Whoa. <laughs> canary right. flock. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, there's the canary in the mine. Yeah. So and, we, oh, and they were the ones who got out before the danger. And yeah, the it works. Wow. Of the, so, oh, so they are it, part of Song's Rebellion. They are song, canaries, and their canaries. compound is the Wayward Flock. What if they're Song's Canaries rather than like a Canaries song? Yeah. Well, right, that, yeah. Song, song's Canaries is good. We can even drop the flock. Yeah, we could drop the flock. There you go. Kelly, you want to write that? Sure. Does Song have a last name? Does Song need a last name? I don't think Song needs okay. a last name. With a name like Song. <laughs> yeah, I totally forgot that all the names on there are going to be commune names. So, so like Flower Children, pretty much. Yeah, Clover. <laughs> Florida. That's correct, right? I think wow. so. I'm the, not sure, actually. The art in this book is absurd. Yeah, that's pretty cool. The, that's the uh, Toni Morrison quote we read earlier. Oh, we die. That was Saint Morrison. Yeah, Yeah. we die. That may be the meaning of life, but we do language. That may be the measure of our lives. I like that a lot. Okay, and now we're going to create characters, and these characters are going to be how we have a voice in this world. And so, I believe there is a set of voice cards Mm -hmm. right there, and each person is going to draw three archetypes so Carly, you want to deal those out to us yeah so th- three voice cards each yeah you're gonna choose one Ooh, one by one the tension is rising <laughs> do we choose randomly or no no, no. <laughs> look at them right, cool so okay I, this is question outside of the game should we be choosing based on what we think we like personally like what do you think it's going to be? Or what's going to be easiest to like fall into? So it's really, so whatever you're interested okay. in playing is what I'd say. It's a, it's a very broad general thing, but if you see one that really speaks to you, it'll really speak to you generally. 
And if you don't, then like look at one and think, what could I do Mm -hmm. with this? And if that grabs you, then move with that. These are so fun. (laughs) (laughs) I think I have an idea. I think I have an interest. Do I say it or write it down? Yeah, tell tell us about it. Uh, So this is the scrounger. Uh, The description, something's in short supply here. We rely on you to provide whatever scraps of it we can get. People talk to you about getting what they need. You identify with two of the aspects. One of our one of our aspects is causing the scarcity. So I think, so I think. Do I like? Say, yeah, go ahead and say. So um, I think that would mean that I am a fuel seeker. Um, so I'm in real life. I'm from around mills, so I feel like I, don't know, I have a <laughs> grimy worker. Um, but. Uh, so then I would think that I would I would attribute the scarcity to the you'll never be good enough to catch us, that the more we move around, the more fuel we burn up, and, or the more, you know, das- the more escapades that require crazy maneuvers, the more fuel we use up. Um, so then, and I, yeah, so then cool. I guess. Anybody else have something that they want to do? I'm really torn between two, and I tell, can't tell us about about them. both. Yeah. Okay. So one is the sage, and says, "You know so much of the past, so much that we're doomed to repeat." People talk to you about burning questions, which I think would be cool if I was like really old and knew a lot about <laughs> the history before the revolution. Um, It says you identify with two of these aspects. One is the source of your knowledge, which was interesting because, like, maybe I only know stuff because everyone talks to me with their burning questions. Anyways, um, and then the other one is innocent, which says, why is there so much anger? We're all in this together. If only we could just get along. People talk to you when they're worried about when they're worried about you, Um, which made me think about the was it all worth it? Yeah. They're both good. <laughs> yeah. What do you guys think would be more interesting? I think maybe the innocent one. The like. Do you want to hear what looks like Henry has one in okay, his hand yeah. right now? So. Yeah, I, I, I feel like this one might be hard to do, but I decided that's like how I want to try and do it. To so this one, this one says leader. A paragon of what it means to be in the isolation. We come to you when we need decision or action. People talk to you about what to do next. You identify with all the aspects. You draw your power from one. So I was thinking that is probably that one. This is like one of the pilots that kind of led the military aspect of the revolution. Or maybe like a deputy to Song that made it out, Mm. but like kind of lower on the chain of command, but now is like thrust into the position of leader. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I have two and can play a very different game depending on which one I choose. (laughs) So the first one is the jester. (laughs) And we need you. We need you to help us laugh through the dark times. People talk to you when they need cheering up. Um, I identify with two of the aspects, and I think one of them is ridiculous. (laughs) The other one is the zealot. And there's a right way for the isolation to live. You know what that way is. You will convince others. People talk to you about your followers. And I think the aspect I would identify with is the one right next to me, which is we gave up everything for them and they still burned. So nihilism or a jester. <laughs> they're, two, they're both very I kind of like the zealot. 
The zealot? All right. I, I can run with that. I can run with that. So given what you know we have around the table, Carol, what do you think of these two? What do you think is going to interface most with the ones we have? Yeah, I, th- I think you could kind of act as somewhat of a sagey figure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I feel like the innocent is like the most different than everything else mm-hmm. that's out, which is I think we need a peacemaker. Yeah. I was yeah. Just, yes. <laughs> I I, I'm good at playing that role in real life, too. So. <laughs> well, one of the ones I drew was um, mediator, but I kind of like peacemaker or not peacemaker, innocent as like a someone who like can do that, but also is interesting in other ways. Right. Okay. So now we're going to give names and our names are going to have two parts. So you're going to have, I gave everybody tents and you're going to draw a line through the middle of the tent. And on the top is going to be your given name. And on the bottom is going to be in what some call you. And what some call you can be a bunch of different things. It could be a nickname that some people call you by. It could, uh, wait, let me clarify. So the top name, if it's a ubiquitous nickname, if everybody calls you by this name, then that's the name that goes on top. If only some people call you a nickname, it goes on the bottom. The bottom can also be a title. The bottom could be your given name if people don't know your given name. The bottom could be an honorific. Um, or it could be a name you'd rather forget. And I think we'll stick with like the general tone of names we have here. So I think my character's name is going to be Trinity uh, Seraph, as in San Seraph. Mm-hmm. And the name that some know me by, the last thing we need right now. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else have ideas? I've settled on a last name. <laughs> All right. But I'm thinking of a first name. And I'm tempted to use the first name that also goes with this character who is... I'm just stealing the name, but that's fine. But I want to, I think I'll use something different. I just got to think of it. I think I want my first name to be Clover. And I'm trying to figure out my last name. Oh, wait, did you, did you say you wanted the names to sort of all be like commune names? I mean, they don't have to be. All right. Mine's not. <laughs> Some people, but not everyone, calls me Clove. <laughs> oh, sorry. My character is Holden James, um, and some people call him a coward, but usually not to his face. <laughs> nice. <laughs> How's it going there, Ryan? <laughs> I've thought of a first name. Billy, because I feel like that. I don't know. That's I like a, that. That's a bit like I think that's good. A Billy, and it's. I don't know. It's a. I guess I'm pulling from Slaughterhouse Five as like an adult named Billy, um, <laughs> but yeah, I I guess I've just been trying to think of like a common last name or like mm. I don't know something that would. So yeah, something that would kind of just. O'Malley. 
<laughs> Felt like that would be playing into <laughs> into what Ryan? What would that be playing into? Roles. Um, <laughs> what about? I think I'm all right. I'm gonna get Billy Puzlesny. I think that's that's a real name, right? Yeah. All right. I was thinking it would be. I was actually just gonna say it'd be kind of cool if he was like. I don't know. I feel like Eastern European vibes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then. I'll say, I'll just say um, a name that he is called, but I think he doesn't like, or I don't like being called, is Mud. I like it. I like that a lot. All right. I so. decided on a last name. It, my, my full name is Clover Spring. <laughs> um, and when people talk to me, sometimes when they're close to me, they call me Clove. Good to know. Is that like close friends and family or um, is it like, is it disrespectful to call you Clove if people don't know you? Would you take offense to that? I think it would be a little weird if they didn't know me. Tucker would do really poor with that. I've, I shorten everybody's <laughs> names regardless. Ha-ha, it's you terrible. can't shorten mine. Hen. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's, so let's just rip around and say the names again quick. So I'm going to be playing Trinity Seraph. And uh, she is the last thing we need right now. Um, I'm going to be playing Clover Spring or Clove if you're close enough. With me. <laughs> uh, I'll be playing Holden James, who's behind his back been called a coward. And I'm going to be playing Billy Pazlesny, who is called to his face, though he doesn't like it, mud. <laughs> nice. All right, so now we're going to each give an introduction. And I'll give an example, but the basic things that you want to go over is your role in the isolation. So what do you look like in the day-to-day? And then your relationship to the aspects, which are on your sheet. And I'm going to go ahead and start with my relationship to the aspects. So Trinity, as a zealot, is identifying with one of the aspects and takes it much too far. And the aspect that she takes much too far is we gave up everything for them, and they still burned. So Trinity is a religious figure. Uh, She worked for the church before she left, and really just got sort of caught up in this whole thing when the rebellion happened. Her husband got mixed up with everything, and she wasn't a fan of that, but he died in the escape. And she was left in a place that she didn't want to be as a preacher. And she basically pushes a agenda of nihilism on the crew, on the crew and the various people in the compound. So when she goes around, she says that we need to spend more time praying. We need to spend more time remembering those that we've lost and that there's no way that this can continue, that we are powerless to work, and it's okay if we keep floating around the world in this way, but it's not a valid existence, and we need to go back if we want to be able to live happy and full lives. She thinks that what we did was wrong and not worth it, and that living with a greater community is more important. 
She generally wears long flowing robes because that's her thing. And she has long dark hair that she keeps straight back, tied up in a ponytail almost all the time. And she has a voice that we will get to shortly because I'm still formulating it in my head. Um, so I'm playing Clover Spring. Um, my description of innocence is why is there so much anger? Uh, am I not supposed to read that? That's fine. Okay. Why is there so much anger? We're all in this together. If only we could all just get along. People talk to you when they're worried. Um, I identify with one of the aspects and that's definitely, was it worth it? Um, Clover is 23 years old, so she was only three years old um, when this happened. She was kind of just swept along with her parents and um, Songs Canaries, this group, um, is kind of all that she's known. Um, and she understands that there are mixed opinions uh, between groups um, within within our compound about whether or not we should go back. Um, but but she thinks that we made our decision to leave and and that we're all in this together and we should work more to understand where everyone is coming from and work together rather than just fight. She has um, short blonde hair, is really close to her parents and relies on them a lot. Um, for what to do in hard situations. Pause before we continue. One thing I was realizing when I was doing mine and when Caroline was talking about her relationship to the different aspects is that we gave up everything for them and they still burned and was it worth it are really similar. And I don't know if we want to stay with that and play to the different to the slightly different tones that each one, or not slightly different, the different tones that each one has, or if we want to try to give her a different aspect. Because just keeping in mind that aspects are the bedrock of this game. Mm -hmm. Maybe um, how long can this go on? Because with this okay. one, we were trying yeah. to get at like the tension between the people <laughs> who want to go back into the fold and the people who think there's a chance. Cool. Is that different enough? Well, that feels very connected to what I was saying Trinity is preaching. And I guess, I guess what I was getting up, getting out of the gate, we gave up everything for them and they still burned was a sense of hopelessness mm -hmm. about that. And I feel like what you just said is also a level of hopelessness. Mm -hmm. I, I, I could be wrong on that, but no, that's true. Um, so maybe we just take the opposite side with that and say it will be worth it in the end. That works. So there's a I deep, change that. yeah. So there's a deep feeling among everybody. That's gonna be. How do other people feel about that? I think like I did sort of like like I think like it, in what I, when I was sort of thinking about my character, I was sort of like thinking of a connection between these two, and I don't know if that's like like of a because of the that aspect like. Which aspect? That, the because of the sorry, uh, because of the we gave up everything for them and they still burned aspect. That 
fact leads me to an answer towards what was it worth it or towards how long can this go on um i'm i am also cool with having them both be there and just trying to make sure we you understand the nuances well i think was it worth it is more like pointing to the fact that there's this divide within the group um and i think the divide can be fairly related to like the class composition Actually, now I think which it, yeah. maybe we should build up more in aspect. I don't know. Yeah, and I think that it. Now that I think about it, that's a really good question. That splits our two. So the question of was it worth it? Yeah, is a really good question when you consider that our other two at that our two other ones are is that you'll never be good enough to catch us. Yeah, they're both answers. And that we super fucked up, and we're not going to be able to do as well the next time. So I'm I'm okay with it in in that context. I just want I I just got stuck in some context mm-hmm. there, and I'm happy we were able to resolve that. Holden, uh, sure, yeah, okay. Um, so Holden is this um, man who's who's actually only 42, but looks 50 <laughs> at least. He's graying and um, has a ton of wrinkle lines on his forehead. He's um, missing his left leg below the knee. Um, and he is the de facto and has been the de facto leader of this group as the highest ranking canary to survive the initial conflict that led to the splitting off of songs canaries 20 years ago and he was the one who kind of saw that things were starting to turn and made the decision to call as many ships as he could and tell them look we need to retreat and some agreed with him and some didn't and some have in the years since changed their mind about whether or not that was the right decision, um, which is lends to why some people call him a coward. Um, and he does his best to lead the group, but he's often um, unsure of himself and um, relies on his friends for help. Um, he, what does it says? He, he identifies with all the aspects. Um, you draw your power from one. So that'll be the, you'll never be good enough to catch us. Um, he was a pretty tactically savvy pilot um, and maybe not the best purely mechanically of flying, but he's good at um, reading a situation um, in the air and responding to that. Um, usually found wearing his flight suit with um, a red bandana tied around the right arm. All right, uh, and I will be playing Billy, who is... Uh, an old kind of grizzled um, or like, you know, fifties kind of grizzled guy uh, who is the leader of the, or or who is a high ranking uh, officer in the fuel seekers um, and organizes missions to collect more fuel. Uh, Fuel is in short supply in the ship and Billy attributes that to the aspect, the idea you'll never be good enough to catch us because for every skillful maneuver that that escapes the empire or the the um, the the powers that be, that uses up more fuel than than something than idling or than um, I guess it, it uses up a lot of fuel um, and. Billy identifies with two of the aspects. Uh, So we gave up everything for them and they still burned. Um, Billy, Billy's brother died in the, 
uh, in the war and he was with his brother when his brother died and that leads to him thinking that it was worth it to leave and never really having doubts about that because he knows how brutally uh, the people on the ship were treated from the place they left. Um, And Billy is generally seen a little bit of scruff on his face and uh, a graying buzz cut and in like denim work, like a denim jacket and uh, cargo pants. (laughs) Good stuff. Good stuff. All right, so we're going to get into the first age after this, but before we start, let's take a break. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Again, that was Dialect, which is a game by Thorny Games, the two parts of which are Catherine Himes and Hawkins Sealiolu. If you like the show, go ahead and leave a review on iTunes or tell a friend about it. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter, and the best way to get in contact with me is to email me at sceneplaypod.com. And today, I don't have a poem for you. <laughs>